today's episode of Senior Quotes, we do a recap of the Snoozer Bowl, pretty boring Super Bowl, and we talk about some NBA pre-trade deadline talk, as well as a little Bachelor recap. Let's get into it. get into some Super Bowl talk and everything else that Jack already covered in the intro. Uh, I'm your host, Aiden Roderick, and I'm joined by Jack Coleman, who's returning from a one-week hiatus uh, where Quinn took his spot and did a great job. Hopefully we get that episode up and uh, the episode from two weeks ago. We're working on it right now as we speak. But Jack, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right. I, I was off last week. Uh, one of my best friends passed away. So, uh, Senior Quotes on the whole is going to remember Sean Culley in our memories. If you can send your thoughts and prayers uh, his way for his friends and family. Uh, Sean was a good friend. He was one of those guys that I spent, you know, starting to talk about sports with when I was younger. So, if not for him, who knows if Senior Quotes would even be here in the first place and my love for the game. So, RIP Sean. Um, But otherwise... You know, doing well. We're back at it. It was a beautiful day today. Amazing. Amazing day. This is some, like, spring training weather, some baseball weather. We're getting into baseball. We have no baseball talk for today, but... It's, it's, it's coming. It's coming it's for coming. sure. It's officially baseball season, in my opinion, now that uh, the Super Bowl is done with. Because I feel like baseball and football are the two sports that uh, split the um, seasons of sports up. Basketball is always around through the two of them. Hockey, no one really. It, it's in the background. But, yeah, so I'm excited about that. Jack, I know you are too. Uh, we're both looking to forward to see if the Yankees can improve on um, last season. Which I'm still waiting on the Machado signing and Bryce well, Harper. that's true. Yeah. I guess that's our one quote of the day for MLB that's not a real quote was the Aaron Judge saying that yeah. he was willing to switch uh, to center field so that Bryce Harper could come. Or maybe Harper will get some reps in center field mm. in, in a theoretical signing uh, where Aaron Hicks may leave as a free agent next season in 2020. Um, and then Bryce Harper could take over uh, full-time. I mean, he actually fits the team more than I think I realized. Uh, but at the same time, if I had to pick one of the two, I'd rather have Machado for the fit of the team. Uh, I was actually talking to one of my TAs today about this, and he disagreed. He said Harper fits better, uh, get that get that outfield improved even more so. We have a lot of young guys in the uh, infield, and there's one glaring hole in the outfield that we could fill with him. Um, but, yeah, that's a discussion for another day, once uh, Harper and Machado actually sign, and we have some concrete uh, topics to talk about there. But, yeah, can't wait. Um, pitchers and catchers have already reported. Uh, I believe players were getting down a little early for Yankee spring training, which is awesome. And I think we're about 10 days away from official spring training. So, really excited about that. But, um, yeah, as you said in our intro, uh, a lot of NFL and NBA talks today because not only is the trade deadline approaching on Thursday for the NBA, but we had the Super Bowl two days ago, and as you called it, the Snoozer Bowl. I hadn't heard that yet, but I completely agree with Snoozer Bowl. It was awful. It was it was just terrible. Yeah, I, before we even get into a quote, I'm going to ask you, and then I'll talk about it as well. Is this the worst Super Bowl you've seen? And Potentially, I, is it the worst Super Bowl in history? I'm, I'm going to say it's the worst Super Bowl in history. It was basically a punt battle with... I don't know, one drive that really made the Pats win. I, I, it was awful. 
And the, it wasn't like it was the commercials were great this year and they weren't. And halftime was great. It was just terrible. It was the worst Super Bowl ever. Honestly, uh, not that hot of a take. I, I agree. I can't really think of another Super Bowl that was so boring, lackluster, whatever you want to call it, on the offensive front. And I mean, some people disagree. They say it was such a great defensive battle. And, I, it uh, really like wasn't. I don't think it was either. Like, it was not a good defensive battle. It matchup. was just two teams that didn't know how to call plays for some reason. I mean, and McVeigh said Belichick outcoached him, but I think McVeigh might have just gotten nervous in the heat of the moment, like we were saying, and like I was talking to Quinn about as well, where McVeigh needed to be aggressive. That's something that you and I definitely talked about, and I think there was a chance on fourth and short that he passed up to give it to Johnny Hecker, who if the Rams won, I would have been fine with Johnny Hecker getting the MVP. Yeah, but that just goes to show you how <laughs> lame that game was. Like, I, I should not be getting the MVP I think it would Super be, Bowl. It would have been a perfect, uh, I don't know, a perfect representation of how that game went, though. I think it would have been amazing. However, I completely agree with you. 13-3 or 13-6, whatever it was, um, that's so... It's boring. It's not. It's terrible for the it's league. So bad. Terrible for the league. So um, we'll definitely talk about that. In fact, um, and sorry guys for uh, my hoarse voice here, uh, getting a little under the weather. But hopefully, with the sunnier weather that you were talking about, I might clear up soon. But I'm gonna have to work through that today. Uh, do you want to hit your first quote from the NFL? Yeah, I can. I can go. All right. All right. I don't even like it. It makes me cringe. That um, right off the bat, because. I'm actually glad I didn't pick this one. I almost yeah. did. It's a pretty easy one. It's uh, it's Tom Brady, and he's talking about the the goat title that has been given to him often, and I would say rightfully so at this point as as the greatest NFL quarterback of all time because six rings is something that no NFL player has ever achieved before. I believe they've all been with the same team. Uh, in fact, he's won all six Super Bowls that the Patriots have in history. Uh, so whether you credit that to Brady himself or to Belichick or whoever it is, the great defense this time around, because Brady did not look that good uh, Sunday night. I still think he's the greatest of all time. Uh, in terms of Sunday night, it reminded me a lot of the Broncos Super Bowl when Peyton Manning won, and like he really didn't do much. But then again, like Brady really didn't do much this game. I don't know. It was just it was just a terrible game. Like that's what it came down to. I hated that game. Like, you, I was with you. You saw me. I was falling asleep in the third. Yeah. I may have yeah. even passed out for a little bit. It was just terrible. I will give credit to the MVP though, Julian Edelman. He had a great game. It, that was the only thing really keeping it exciting was Julian Edelman. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, I like Julian Edelman. Um, I mean, he was suspended the start of the season for PED use, which. He's definitely frowned upon, and I'm not a fan of that. But as a whole... He looks it, too. Like, he does, yeah, with that crazy beard, Seeing him too. the other night, like, his arms look yeah. insane. Um, I, honestly, though, I, I for some reason, I do like him. And it's the same way when uh, the Patriots played the Giants in both Super Bowls, and they had Wes Welker. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of Wes Welker as the slot receiver who would catch, like, 15 receptions a game. It was crazy. And Edelman fits that role exactly the same way and plays so well within it. So... I'm happy for him because Brady definitely didn't deserve to get the MVP this time around. And I'm so, glad I didn't go to him. Out, outside of the game itself, uh, these are just some things. And I may have even talked to you about a couple of them. But first, I, I think I have three points or like of discussion that I want to bring up. Right. So first of all, is this was this the easiest win for Brady in terms of Super Bowls? Yeah, we. I think it is. Okay. Because uh, it really, if you think about it, was just the one drive. And that's really one throw to Gronk. Followed by the run-in by Sonny, Sonny Michel. Yeah, I, I mean, we definitely discussed this before. And 
I think I do agree. And Brady didn't make it look easy mm. um, with the interceptions that he threw himself. But <laughs> the fact that the Rams only put up three points, uh, yeah, Brady can definitely lead you to one touchdown drive a game. There, there's no question about that. So if you if, if the pass defense is going to hold them to three points, you're, you're basically saying... <laughs> Tom Brady, you've won your sixth ring. You know, he doesn't really have to do anything special, and he didn't. So I, I'd also say this is his easiest victory. And then I'd been seeing this today being talked about a lot on some sports networks. Um, but does this game impact his legacy? And not just his legacy, but I guess after the fact, like looking forward, is this going to, is this a precursor of what's to come for the Pats? Um,. Okay, so impacting his legacy, I say yes in a positive light. Uh, I saw like Skip Bayless, just just putting out the question. He, to be fair to Skip Bayless, who I'm not a big fan of, um, he he just asked the question on Twitter. He didn't actually mm-hmm. say, it, but he asked the question: Does this hurt Tom Brady's legacy? And everyone said no way. He again, he won his sixth ring. That's unheard of in the NFL, especially for a quarterback. And if anything, that just shows that he continues to lead this team to victory again and again. So, yes, it, it, it helps his legacy for sure, even though, to your other question, he didn't look great. In fact, he looked like Peyton Manning uh, in his last game with the Broncos, like you said. And even though this, uh, unlike Manning, Brady wants to keep playing. And that's great. And I still think he can at a decent level. His passer rating was still in the top 10 in the NFL this year. He's not aging as quickly as Manning and those other guys did. I, I don't think the Patriots will win another Super Bowl, though, because I just feel like Brady is regressing and I mean even with such a great system that Belichick has in place and the potential of Gronkowski retiring which he will decide in a week or two happening. yeah I think it will too um even if Belichick's still there and I know they have they they'll, they'll have depth at every position you can even replace Gronkowski I mean not as not a hundred percent so but somebody will fill that role at tight end and have another crazy catch and clutch time it, it always happens but I just don't think the Patriots win another Super Bowl I I agree with that Secondly, I think that for Brady to keep playing is fine. It only bolsters his legacy. Nothing after this point will really hurt Brady. Right. But I think for the Pats, it is time to move on. I think you obviously Brady is, has been your guy and you don't want to dishonor his legacy. But at the same time, you really need to be moving on because having Brady start is only hurting you at this point. I think maybe if the Pats aren't that great next year, then maybe that's a good thing and they can get one of those top quarterback talents from that draft coming up so maybe that is the ideal situation maybe Brady can play one more season after this and then kind of retire or even if he plays two more and kind of coaches that young quarterback but even then I don't think he's one to do that because he was so quick to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo Mm -hmm. and Jacoby Brissett just because they were you know gunning for him and look at Jimmy Garoppolo now starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers so I, I also think that's why, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, the Lions coach. Uh, Matt Patricia. Yeah, I think Matt Patricia. I think that was part of the reason why he's been he's left and all, all the other coordinators and coaches from that team yeah. are kind of branching off and getting away from this toxic situation. Mm. Bill Belichick can retire when it's all done, and he'll go down as a great. Everyone else is going to be stuck there right. and stuck there in the hell that's to come. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how Daniel keeps reminding us that because <laughs> he put just just so you guys know for context, Daniel bet one of our um, Pats friends, Connor, I uh, bet him sixty dollars that the Bills would get to a Super Bowl before the Pats would, uh, and then 
Connor felt a little bit of pity for him when that easily happened this season and said, we'll make the bet whoever wins the Super Bowl first. And, of course, the Patriots won that one too. So Daniel says um, that some karma is going to catch up to Patriots fans. And, honestly, he he means it outside of football, which is hilarious because he is the the biggest Patriots hater anyone knows um, for for all the harm that they've put him through. Uh, But I think he, uh, he might be right in another way, like you're saying, where the Patriots' future is a little bit dimmer than you'd expect. Um, I'm going to throw in an, an interesting NBA metaphor, though. Or, or um, I, don't, I don't know if I mean metaphor, but a connection, I guess. Uh, I was watching a video about David Robinson, um, the Spurs great, and he got injured one season, just, just kind of out of the blue. And the Spurs lucked into the number one pick and got Tim Duncan, who he was able to tutor and mentor and turn into another Hall of Famer. Um... If, if Tom Brady somehow just got hurt this season and the Patriots were able to pick in the top 5 or 10, you know, maybe trade up a bit from 15 or something because they're still a good team, and get the new quarterback and Brady stayed one more year and mentored him, I just feel like that is the definitely the best-case scenario for the Patriots, but something I almost expect because we're, we're all expecting the Patriots to be terrible after the Belichick era, and that would be such a slap in the face to say, not so fast, you know? And, like, this further fuels my theory that Belichick will stay one year after Brady and then bring whatever quarterback to the playoffs and then... To show, right? It, yeah. Just to show and even knock down Brady a couple pegs. Honestly. Because I think at that point, the whole system quarterback conversation really comes into full light. Yeah. Uh, and I think he would drop down potentially two spots. In the, in the all time conversation, yeah, because we're I I just said that the goat is fitting for him because right he he's more successful than any other quarterback uh, in terms of playoff success. But you're right as well. If Belichick was able to lead another random rookie just like he did with Brady, not to say I mean Brady had a few years under his belt to be fair uh, at that point. But yeah, if Belichick was able to just pick somebody out, can you imagine if he brought Brian Hoyer to this championship. And, I mean, that would be crazy. And let's not even think, let, let's say that because Brady did win just win a Super Bowl, let's not even say he's done next year. Let's say he puts up pretty decent numbers. Let's say he squeaks into the playoffs and loses in the playoffs. That's fine. Let's say the year after, then we're getting into Trevor Lawrence range. Yeah. And that's a potential that could yeah. happen. And that's a guy you could have potentially lead you to a Super Bowl. <coughs> um, I could easily see that happening. Yeah, I mean, he's already in the conversation to go pro as a freshman if he was allowed to. I saw, uh, I saw that today, yeah. Yeah, it was like he should sit out his next two years and go pro. That's dumb. That's absurd. It's so dumb. Um, but also, it just shows live, how much talent he Live during this show, if if you're not watching this show, I mean, first of all, screw you. Second, <laughs> uh, Boston College versus Duke right now. Oh, so close. If, it, if it's close and it's getting down to the wire, we might you know, be shouting out random yeah. updates. But quick, quick right now we're down one. 12 to 11. I think the dream is to, um, in a few years, be able to travel down to Cameron Indoor and uh, do do a live broadcast of the BC Duke game in a couple years. I know they won't have Zion, but they'll probably have, have the best recruit of that new season. So maybe look out for us. I mean, we, we did great in our one game against uh, Providence, and we'll definitely get some more experience uh, in the next few years in terms of uh, radio broadcasts of the sports here. Um, let me get into my NFL quote. Uh, obviously, it stays with the Super Bowl. So, just actually, just tell me who it's about. Because uh, it's a quote from Boomer Esiason. I think he's on CBS Sports right now. Um, here we go. This guy is clutch in the biggest of games. I don't know what else to tell you. He is, in my eyes, truly the definition of a Hall of Famer. 
make the play when the play needs to be made in the biggest games to win the game? Um. Okay. Uh, wait, this is this is football still. Yep. So I'm kind of leaning towards Kiskowski just because that was kind of like the defining moment of that game. That's interesting. Otherwise, I would have said like Gronk. Okay. Neither okay. is correct. Unless it's, I mean, it's Super Bowl MVP Julian Edelman. Edelman. Not, well, because, that's stupid because well, no. I just don't think he should be a Hall well, of Well, that's what I was going to get to. Um, there's been a bunch of backlash. And actually... This was said before the Super Bowl. This was in the lead-up. So Esaison actually kind of predicted That's that he would, he would be clutch and was probably referring to that amazing catch he had in the Falcons Super Bowl, which That's some true. people some people think was more talented than Tyree. I just think I don't I, think I'm so. biased. But it's up idea. there. That um, might be the two. Yeah, definitely number two, yeah. if not one. Um, anyway, the, the discussion on Twitter is how the hell can you call Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? He's not. Um, he, he's been great in the playoffs. And can you tell the story of the NFL without him? That's the question a lot of people, or a few people that I've heard use in terms of Hall also, of Famers. Also, like, like, Gronk is one thing when you have Brady throwing to him, but, like, any other receiver, yeah. like, most of that is on Tom Brady. That's a good point. Look at all the guys that Tom Brady makes look like all-stars. Yeah. You know? it. Like, Chris Hogan That's That's a good literally point. last yeah. year. Like, that guy's not good on any other team. Hogan was kind of... Uh, falling apart on Sunday, though. Yeah, but that goes to show you because right. Brady didn't really have as great of a season as he has. Yeah. So, like, uh, I don't know. I hate that argument. Um, like, he's just not a Hall of Famer. Someone did, like, back-to-back comparisons with statistics between Edelman and random receivers. Dwayne Bow, completely, if you remember that name, Dwayne Bow, <laughs> the, the Chiefs guy, yeah, completely, completely overshadows uh, Edelman in terms of statistics. And, again, he's a slot receiver who shows up in the big time. I just that that alone is not Hall of Famer because Hall of Fame is best of the best at their position. Someone who changed the game or was a once in a lifetime kind of talent. Um, will Edelman be enshrined somehow in the Hall of Fame when they are, you know, making a tribute to the past, the past sure. Super Bowls? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, definitely because that catch again was amazing, and he he's now a Super Bowl MVP. He's he's enshrined in history already. I mean, that's not, where you should be. I think not just enough. that, but it's also the same argument that we talked about when we were talking about the baseball hall of fame. Like now, we do know for a fact that he was on PEDs, right? And that, that does yeah. cause some sort of, you know, penalty on you when you're being considered in the hall of fame anyway. So, the fact that he's borderline, borderline hall of fame, not even not for even. me, no. Like that just knocks him even further. So well, he's out of complete contention for it. Yeah, I think there's a different reputation between baseball and football for PEDs because it, it doesn't make as big of an impact, but it's still cheating. I mean, still cheating. it's banned for a reason. They're performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, um, that actually reminds me of um, another point I want to bring up about Brady. Sure. So I was thinking about this is just kind of like a thought, not necessarily like an argument or anything, but Brady technically could have – nine Super Bowls and also zero if you really think about well, it well because every single game has every been single within one, a touchdown not until, just a touchdown like this last game the, yeah. let's think even before they made the Super Bowl like deflate gate and everything true and, and the tuck rule like all this stuff like leading up to it and like well, I don't know. I, th- I think Brady could have easily lost every single one just as easily as he won them. Right, because to play devil's advocate, there's the Tyree catch and the Manningham catch. And in that same Super Bowl 46, 
Gronkowski coming inches away from catching mm-hmm. that game-winning Hail Mary. And yeah. If he wasn't hurt, he'd probably get to it. And the, even the, Fa- the Falcons should not the, have blown that lead. Right. Like, that is a lead that should not have happened. And even the Eagles game, I believe, finished with him one touchdown. Yep. So, yeah, it, he could be 9-0. No, he could be 0-9. Uh, so six and three makes sense. I yeah, mean, definitely. Yeah. But like, is, I was just—it was just a cool thought. Like, wow, totally. Like, he could either be the greatest or the worst in the Super Bowl. Here's here's a legacy question. I think. Um, oh, I actually I've got two now. If he was quote unquote the worst in the Super Bowl, like he had never won one in all the appearances he had, how many appearances do you think he makes before the Patriots cut ties with him? Because I don't think he plays in nine Super Bowls and loses all nine. Yeah, there's something there's the, the winning mentality that he has, and and especially with Belichick at the helm. He's not. I think win. he makes two or three, and no more. I was gonna put it at four. Okay, so maybe three and a half on the spread. But sure, I, I was gonna say like four. Okay, and then my other question would be like, if he was three and six in the playoff or in the Super Bowls, which I think is LeBron's record in the finals, it's around there. Mm. What's his legacy? It's not greatest. What do you think it is? I'm gonna put him at where I think he would be pegged if if Belichick um, brings another quarterback. I think I'd put him at like three, three or four, yeah. Yeah, because Brady during the regular season has done enough that's been incredible. Oh so yeah, I I still think he's at like three. But he's not like the statistics leader. You know, you've got Breeze who's eclipsing yeah. all these passing yards and passing touchdown stats. Mahomes who's gonna be on crazy paces if he can keep up what he did in his first year as a starter. Um, so that's another thing where it's tough to call him the GOAT. But rings matter more than anything else, I think, especially in the NFL. Uh, definitely NFL. Because, uh, you know, NBA, there's some gray NBA area. is definitely grayer. Um, but in the NFL, everyone has such a big contributing role. So especially if you're a starter and especially if you're a quarterback, um, it shows that you really Also, most of the game of football really hasn't changed the same way that the NBA has changed mm-hmm. a lot. So. Right, yeah. Very good points. Yeah, so that question's still up in the air. I'm saying Brady's the GOAT. I feel like you are too, yeah. unless Belichick can I'm still saying Brady is the greatest of all time. I still take into consideration, though, that I think Aaron Rodgers has one or two more rings if he was in Brady's position. Yeah. But that's just a hypothetical, so it is going to be it's gonna have to be Brady. And then remember, when Matt Castle filled in for an injured Brady in like 2011, 2012, I'm, I'm pretty sure they went 4-12. and 12. I think that was their record. So that's... That's a big plus sure. for yeah. Brady. You know, again, now that he's older and Belichick's made his system around the older Brady. I mean, that is also Matt Castle. Like, there's other yeah, quarterbacks. He started for, for the Chiefs or yeah, for somebody. Yeah, but, like, at the same time, if you put in, like, another above-average oh, quarterback, sure. like, that record should be better. So you think Garoppolo yeah. would have had a better record? Okay, like yeah, t- I think Garoppolo could have. It If he had to cover the same span of games, I think. So what what was Matt Castle? Four I'm pretty sure four and twelve. Four and twelve. I think you think like ten and six. Yeah, I think seven. at least nine. Okay. I think eight or so nine. A winning record. Yeah, okay. a winning record. Yeah. Alright. Well, that question will always be up in the air, but for now we're saying Brady's the GOAT, and that's not just because we're in Boston right now. because um, we've we've both been vocal about uh, not rooting for the Patriots this weekend. And a lot of people uh, aren't. You know, uh, apparently Boston College the Giants are the most popular team. Because, I love that. Yeah, I mean... Well, good thing we're not seeing a Super Bowl here. So. <laughs> yeah, hopefully soon. All right, let's get into... Well, you have an NFL commercial quote, right? Yeah, so we can keep the NFL yeah, going. Let's finish it with that. All right. <laughs> so I just want to talk about Super Bowl commercials for a little, and then we can kind of rank some of the better ones. Yeah, sure. So I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Okay, 
Yeah, you're gonna have to fill in the blank of the oh. company of the commercial. Oh gosh. And then also who was in the commercial. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. He preferred McDonald's because they had the nicest design in his very professional opinion. Blank was okay, but he refused to work with the neutral ones. This one's tough. Like this is my hardest no, I question. Think I think I I'm blanking should at least get half. No, it's 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 um it was the Burger King commercial. Yes. Okay. And I oh, I might mess up my names here. But I want to say it was Andy Warhol. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right, so right. that was voted the worst commercial of the night because <coughs> it was it was terrible. It was just so um, strange. It was like it was it was garbage. I read the whole thing about it today. Yeah. And apparently Burger King had gotten permission from I don't know Andy Warhol's like team or whatever that's still around that said that they could use it and he had used it as some art film. That was only, uh, I don't know, a minute long commercial and the actual one was 45 minutes of him eating the burger. Wow. And he didn't even want Burger King in the first place. That (laughs) quote goes to show you he wanted McDonald's. So that that, that video was dumb. That was the dumbest Super Bowl commercial I've seen in a long time. it It was a 30 or 60 second cut and there was no voiceover. It was just him sitting there eating a burger and then it just showed the Burger King logo at the end. Um, That... That didn't make me want Burger King. That didn't, yeah, no, no. that didn't do anything for me. Uh, so I agree that that was one of the worst, if not the worst. There was a good Bud Light, uh, Bud Light ones, yeah, as I see come I, up on the screen. Yeah, honestly, the best way to do this is probably just going to be <coughs> like an A through F. Yeah, sure. So Bud Light Night, Meeting is End, combined with Game of Thrones, that that's got to be like an A for me. I'm giving that an A That as was well. awesome. I haven't even seen Game of Thrones yet, and I was yeah. I got goosebumps. It got you. Like, it was like, oh, man, it's Bud Light. That's awesome. At the same time, it's like, oh, man, Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. it's coming back. Like, I was all in on that. That was cool. Uh, before you get to the next one, uh, what we did during the Super Bowl, we decided to – I was doing my own A through F scale. But, so was I, yeah. But um, the, the majority of people were doing zero or one, the, the, the binary scale of just did you like it or not. And, I mean, a lot got ones. I, I, I thought there were some good ones. However, just not the best year. You know what I mean? There was a lot of zeros as well. Uh, go with this next one. This is my personal favorite. Yeah, it was the T-Mobile text ones. They were hilarious in my opinion and one of them popped up on youtube yesterday mm-hmm. and i was pausing to actually read some of the texts uh that they scroll through they're hilarious i actually i think the t-mobile ones were my favorites every single one got me to actually laugh out loud um, i i think i'm gonna give them like a b minus b minus okay. yeah i like i liked some because there was like four of them and i liked I like some better two than of them okay. yeah so like it was the a fourth quarter one sucked <laughs> yeah. but the first overall i, th- yeah. I thought it was funny um, Twilight Zone, that was cool. It was amazing. I'm, I'm gonna give it a C plus. Okay. Here's why. It was an amazing commercial, but then at the very end they reveal it's only available on CBS All Access. That's true. And that is lame. You okay. can't do that to me. I want this show. So yeah, Jordan Peele producing the tri- the, the Twilight Zone. Excuse me. That sounds incredible. So uh, you're right. That is a bit of a tease, uh, but pretty cool idea. Uh, the Stella Artois one that was lame because like they brought out the Big Lebowski and th- they brought out the dude and they were hyping up the dude making a return. Everyone thought maybe a new movie, but no, it was this lame commercial. Yeah. So I'm giving that a D minus because okay. it's still an opinion or not an opinion, an appearance uh-huh. by the dude. And it's 100 years. Given that an A plus. Yeah. That commercial may have been the best one of the night. That was awesome. All right. Everyone just doing their own individual like quirky. Saquon, Saquon got Saquon, in Saquon, there. Odell yeah. doing the catch. That was Odell cool. on a Mahomes no look. That was awesome. What was the Verizon? One? Wait, go back to that. Uh, I don't know. They that had one. a 
Um, the coach that would. Oh, that was the first responders. Yeah, I, I like those. That was cool. I'd like give a it plus. I'd give it like a B minus. Okay. Uh, it was just nothing that special to me. <coughs> um, Avengers Endgame. That was cool. Love some Avengers. I'd give it like a B minus. Okay. I feel like it's a good B minus area. Yeah. Don't remember this Pampers one. Neither so. do I. Here's Eat Like Andy. F. F. Absolute F. That commercial sucked. Um. I, I forget the Washington Post one. I just remember. And that's about it. All right. I remember the Washington Post. Like, I remember it ending and someone was like, oh, that was Washington Post. That was a good commercial. But I, I completely forget the actual premise of it. Um, before we get to the next quote, we're checking back in on Duke BC. Duke's only up three. Uh, the it's not spre- a bad game. The spread was 23 and a half. That's a lot. I would take that. Like, For BC. Just because, right? like. But Duke's blown out teams. So BC's sticking right now, 20 to 17. So we'll keep you posted on that one um, if you don't have it on the TV already and you're multitasking and listening to us. That'd be kind of cool if you are, just a suggestion. All right, let me get to my second quote. Real real quick, Zion has seven points, and Nick Popovich meeting him with six. Okay. That's pretty good. It's a battle inside, I guess. Um, Loving that, but go ahead. Yeah, sure. Um... Let me get to the NBA one. Uh, my dad is listening. I'm going to ask him real quick over the, the broadcast since uh, he does work with Verizon on some PR stuff. Uh, he reminded me about that Verizon commercial, the team that will not be here. I, w- I want to know if uh, you had any p- input in it, Dad. Just let me know, and I'll, I'll announce it over over the uh, radio here. Okay, so this is my first NBA quote of the night. I want you to tell me this, this is uh, making up for you just having to give one name earlier. I have three names you need. Okay. Who said it, and who are the two people he's referring to? They'll both okay. they'll both be blanked out. Here. This might be my. This could be my. Quote. It probably is. This is big. Yeah. Everyone who's had confidence in blank, just let him go and let him win. That's what he does. He wins. Yeah, I got this. Blank turned him into a loser. Yeah. Um. That it's a it's Lavar. Uh huh. About Lonzo. Yep. And Luke Walton turned him into a loser. Correct. Yep. That's a full point for you there. Um, is that the quote you have, or do you have uh, um, a similar one? Similar. Let's uh, just throw it at me then. And we'll, okay. Uh, blank was the worst coach he ever had. Mm-hmm. It was Blank who said he was going to be do he was going to be the dang face of the franchise. Right. But Blank ain't doing no coaching. All right. So that is again uh, Lavar. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Walton yeah. is the coach. That's the worst. And then instead of Lonzo, it's Magic Johnson. Yeah. Cool. So we both get a full point for our. Lavar quotes of the day, and he's back. He he said he's gonna speak something into existence this time, that he wants Lonzo to go to Phoenix if he doesn't stay in LA. Um, and then actually, before you get into your take on that, this is what I wanted to show you at dinner. Uh, there was a tweet from Insider Suns, who's one of the blogs for Phoenix. Um, Lavar Ball says he wants to pair Lonzo, Lamelo, and LiAngelo with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. He wants to pair all three sons again for some reason. Okay. Uh, tell me about it. Uh, so first of all, that's a bad, bad idea. Because, yes, Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden are okay, but that's still not a good team. That's just, uh, It's not. Well, uh, first I, I, of all... I can only assume LiAngelo doesn't start on LiAngelo's not good. He's not going to make the NBA at all. I, I could see him maybe getting a shot eventually, but he's just nothing special. Lamelo, I think is actually Lamelo has the potential to be the best out of the three. I agree with that, and I think he, I think he will play and be a very good player. Okay. So my whole take on this is that Lavar Ball needs to shut up, <laughs> and we've said this so many times. Yeah. I love Lavar Ball, but this is an instance where he absolutely needs to shut his mouth because look what happened. The Lakers are not shopping around anything anymore, 
and now the talks between them and the Pelicans have died down. Right. What do you have now? You have a toxic locker room where Lonzo needs to step up and tell his dad to shut up, but also at the same time apologize publicly for the statements made because he attacked his coach, he attacked players yeah. around him, yep. he, attached, he attacked his GM. If I'm any one of those, I want Lonzo gone. Mm-hmm. So now you're in L.A. again where you know because of D'Angelo Russell – another toxic environment that they don't need and now you have the greatest player currently on the planet involved in it too yeah and that is awful so lavar ball literally messed up in such a big way today it was it was literally the worst thing he could have done yeah and i i I don't like magic johnson in his president role again because of d'angelo russell's situation he handled that poorly i think we've talked about a little bit before uh shout out to d'lo though he was named an all-star filling in for the injured victor oladipo i think he should have made it originally but he he's there nevertheless i'm really happy for him but yeah magic johnson told this 19 year old that he uh wasn't a leader you know and that he wanted to ship him away it was just you just don't do that to a kid like that now they're kind of Actually, I'm not going to say they're handling this situation poorly. With LeVar, they are. Uh, with the Anthony Davis trade, they're doing everything right, where they are making their best offer, uh, a reasonable offer, if not a bit of an overpay. Yet, New Orleans wants more and more and more, and they're pushing the envelope too far. Because I think they're going to get to a point where the Lakers, if not already, are going to take their best offer off the table. And they asked, there, there was something today on Bleacher Report, the Lakers said, we're not out of the talks yet. We're just done upping the offer over ourselves. We're competing against ourselves, and that's it. So give us a counter. Tell us what you want, and then maybe we can go from they, there. The Pelicans easily should have taken that second it's, trade. It's, it's got Ingram, it Kuzma, Lonzo, and multiple first-round picks. But the fact that they want four is ridiculous. Four first-round picks should never be traded. The, uh, the Nets only traded three. That should never be a thing. Never, ever be a thing. But at the same time, you do want to try and lock down Anthony Davis. Now, in terms of other spots he land up, I don't know. I mean, like, he doesn't want to play for the Celtics, so that's really not going to happen. I guess Danny Ainge still has some hope in that, but I I don't see that happening. The Celtics said they want to wait, or they, they hope New Orleans waits till the offseason so that the Celtics can make an offer. Uh, but, yeah, uh, the whole Who, Danny Ainge-Isaiah uh, Thomas thing is why AD doesn't want to Who's the Toronto big? Um, Valanciunas, Ibaka. I mean, I could see there being in an ideal situation. There was there was a rumored trade that Valanciunas and Lowry would be swapped for Mike Conley and Marcus Saul. Uh, but now I'm hearing Marcus Saul the Hornets is yeah. the strongest. Offer. But honestly, I'd give up Lowry and Valanciunas and, for those and uh, maybe some other working around oh, oh, oh. to try and land AD. AD. And now that get, that puts him in the Eastern Conference. It's not like you're trading with Western Conference counterparts. True. So I think that's the ideal move. Because everywhere else I really don't see working. Uh, psh, uh, I don't know. Do you think... And that's somewhere that I think, like, especially with Kawhi, he came in not wanting to play there. But I think Kawhi is going to stay this summer. And I think you could definitely land Anthony Davis this summer if you just got him now if Kawhi doesn't go to Brooklyn which I haven't heard any interest uh, other than no I haven't heard any interest I don't think I know KD liked it Brooklyn post but that that's nothing uh I, I just think Kawhi is such a great fit in the Brooklyn system if he doesn't go there I hope he stays in Toronto because I I just like him there a lot it's I like a him defensive there. oriented I, team. I don't think he's gonna leave I really just think I that's think the should. spot I don't think he yeah. should either um, that would be interesting to have Anthony Davis and Kawhi work together. Or maybe both guys are defensive player of the year. Who's uh Who's the Trailblazers big? 
um, Nurkic, who's playing really well. That's true. I, I, but even there, like to pair with. But they don't have a four. Yeah. No. No. But you would probably have to give up. Yeah, Nurkic. Yeah. Or McCollum. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be kind of worth it, I think. I just don't know if the Pelicans would take it because they're asking for crazy amounts. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's tough, honestly. Uh, Well, what do you what do you think? I think AD might not get traded uh, at the deadline, and that'd be. Terrible because I'm waiting for my Woj bombs. I've got Adrian Woj, uh, Wojnarowski. Uh, his Twitter feed is on my notifications now because I can't miss a tweet. He's putting out the Rodney Hood trade that happened. I want to hear all about it. Um, but I, yeah, th- I think, think I'm going to say that too just because they missed their opportunity on that last trade. That was the trade, and they botched it and lost their chance. So I'm saying nothing gets done, and the Pelicans screw themselves over yeah, uh, the one other team I want to put in would be the Clippers because they're on the list of four teams that AD said he tr- uh, re-signed with. Um, and they have assets. Uh, Jerome Robinson, Shea Gilgis, Alexander uh, are the two first-round picks they took this year. They've got Tobias Harris, who would probably be the centerpiece of the deal. Um, and he's awesome, too. But they, they're building a contender out there, and that would be perfect for AD just like they kind of work for Kawhi, too. It's a team that's in a big city, but they're not the center of the spotlight. Um, so maybe that would happen. I just, I'm not sure. Uh, my my prediction is going to be the same though. That Anthony Davis is not traded. Oh hey, sorry I'm late. Hey, welcome oh, in. Uh, hey Jack. Are are we fighting right now? I thought I thought I was. Oh oh um, yeah. I, I thought I, I was taking over. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm late, but I thought. Yeah no I. I, I thought it was you and me now. For but did did you two? Agree upon this? Well, is this agreed upon? I thought <laughs> he has to he has to show up on time and then may, you know maybe. Oh, right. Wow, <laughs> wow! I am forty minutes through my show, and you have the audacity to come in here and try and claim my. Well, spot. well, actually, Quinn, come up to the mic and tell Coleman what we want to let him know this week. Um, this, so this one too. I'd imagine you guys are talking about the big game in here, huh? We have been talking about the big game. Well, I don't know if you guys can't see this because uh, this is radio, I think. But um, Jack Coleman is head to toe in Patriots <laughs> gear right now, <laughs> and I've just never seen anything quite like it. A Giants fan just be, be, becoming a huge Patriots fan overnight. Crazy. I I ran into some laundry problems, so I went through <laughs> I went through Aiden's drawers and oh, decided. Wow. To deck out in Patriot gear because wow. for some reason it was buried there at the bottom. So wow, wow, everyone's being revealed um, as Patriot fans here. Crazy. No, we in all seriousness we were discussing how Jack wore a Rob Gronkowski T-shirt at the Super Bowl party. Um, I owe him a lot. He did not root for the Patriots once the game started, but I had heard multiple times that there Jack were, wanted. I just there like mutterings. There, there were the, mutterings. The, the deep yeah. underground Patriot Society of Boston College. <laughs> Had tried to weed me out as a Pats fan, but I was not. I just, I really didn't know who to root for. I just, like, didn't like the Rams. And then, like, the moment I started watching, I was like, I can't not root against the Pats. It's fair, because the Rams got in unfairly, if you want to say. Well, we we didn't discuss It was weird, though, because I was rooting for the Pats last year against the Eagles. Well, that makes sense. I know, I know, but it was like, uh, I don't know. It was too recent. I don't know. Well, any any, uh, Sixers takes? Well, they're playing the Raptors tonight. (laughs) We just did a little Raptors talk, so what's your take? Were you talking about the Lowry trade? I brought that up. yes. Lowry and Valanchunas for uh, Colleen Gasol. That's that's an alarming trade. Alarming. 
Uh, I think the Lakers should give like 30 first rounders, and I'll <laughs> leave you with that because I have to go eat dinner before a, a floor meeting. <laughs> College stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> all, right all right, so well, I'll be back at seven. Jack better not be here next week. All right, you guys. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll work it out over here. You're wearing shorts. That's yes, great. yes, I am. You're both wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we Pat's are. shorts. Pat's well, shorts. <laughs> That's all for me. All right, thank you, all right, for Quinn. Then Quinn, uh, if you guys weren't able to hear that over the live stream you'll definitely catch it on our mic for the um podcast upload oh i thought he was coming back in all right so uh yeah that was fun was that the last quote from you no I, oh, I've you got have one more another because uh, i think i'm done with mine oh yeah i think you are this would be the final one if my computer would cooperate um no that, that was pretty funny though i i know i saw quinn after one of my classes i said he should come in and call you a bandwagoner I did not say uh, that Quinn was taking over as my co-host, though. So he wanted to uh, maybe uh, I, I don't know try, try to try to start some beef in the in the studio. But uh, we're we're sticking through that, and Quinn is always welcome as a guest, though. But yeah, uh, before I get into mine, we've got twenty minutes. So uh, is there any updates on the Duke game that you want to give us? Uh, down one, three and a half minutes left before the half. Solid. Uh, yeah, it's looking like a good game. I mean, I'm as, the moment we are done, I'm Turn watching it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Dan texted I also, also saw that the Pacers fans tonight are chanting oh, yeah. that LeBron's going to trade you to Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Which I feel like the Pacers fans have been on that this year, like starting chance. Go for it. I, I like I like the Pacers. I mean, yeah. I wish Oladipo didn't get hurt. Uh, Got nothing against them. I mean, that helps the Nets, if anything, to try to sneak into the playoffs this year. But Oh, speaking of getting hurt, John Wall today. Yeah. I don't know uh, if this is your, your last thing. I completely botched it, probably. Uh, <laughs> I completely ruined it. I read the last chapter of the book. I apologize. Let's let's get into Hard. it. Uh, oh, my. <laughs> I, I, well, well, let's see. Let's see if you still With get the it. the whole team down. No, let's see if you still get it. Cause I, you, you we are up four. Oh, what With the? two and a half minutes left. Oh. Okay. So, BC, wow. Well, we've, there's a lot of basketball left. I'm sure uh, Coach K will lead them just like Belichick. Let's get into this quote that's kind of been revealed already. Uh, tell me who said it, though, because we already know who it's about. Who said it? I talked to him this morning. It sucks. It's unfortunate. But me knowing John as long as I do, I know he'll overcome this. This is, this is the, definitely the toughest one of the night. What do you think? Think hard about this. It's not someone on John Wall's current team the Wizards mm. but it is a player yep known John Wall a long time I feel like I maybe saw this too go for um, it oh man who would have known him for a long time known him for a long time um, it sucks it's unfortunate um, what do you think um, I'm trying to think of someone who maybe had a similar injury or something good thought process yeah good thought process I'm just trying to think when. Like, I don't know what. That's fair. Because, like, everyone has an injury at some point. Uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> Derek Rose. <clears throat> Jeez, excuse me. Um, good guess, but no. Okay. The, um, <clears throat> the hints, one, that he knows John for a long time is because they went to college together. Mm. Two, he knows it's unfortunate because he had the same Achilles injury yeah. recently. Do you have a second guess now that those have been revealed? I don't. I don't remember where John Wall went to college. Kentucky, with the one and only Demarcus Boogie Cousins. Yeah. So that is only didn't, a half point. Didn't <laughs> so Anthony Davis go there too? AD also went there. Because that would have actually been my guess. Okay. Like, I thought Anthony Davis had an Achilles tear for some reason. 
Um, he he had an injury a few years ago. Something. I don't think it was Achilles yeah. though, because this is serious. But then it, I'm probably thinking that because Demarcus Cousins was on the Pelicans right. with him when that happened. There you so go. That's probably it. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. John Wall's supposed to be out for ten to fifteen months, and yeah. um, he already was injured. This is this is him reaggravating an injury that was already keeping him out for the remainder of the year. So my question here is going to be: Do the Wizards blow it up? Because Wall is signed for a long, long time for a lot, a lot of money. Um, so they can't really get out of that yet. But do they get rid of Beal? Do they get rid of Otto Porter? Do they do they rename the team? Which I heard a lot of people say, just start from scratch. What do you think? Wait, rename the team and like, like how Charlotte just renamed as the Hornets? They want to rebrand this team. They said the Wizards have what not you, worked out. What do you mean rebrand though? Like what new what, new team name? Like that, literally that literally like doesn't help at all. Like, no, they want a new image because they think the Wizards. This is from Wizards that. fans. I've seen multiple Wizards fans. Like I don't think that. Like unless I, they go back to the Zephyrs or whatever. The, they were. Yeah. Uh, um. But or the bullets. All right. Cool. I've said like I feel like like this is just deja vu on this show because we I've said always it so about many times. But this team needs to blow up. I hate this team. I kind of thought Bradley I was setting Beal you up. Yeah. And John Wall just <laughs> don't work. It's never going to work. It's not going to happen. The divorce needs to happen. Like it's at the point where like the kids are like fed up with it and it's like this needs to happen. Like Bradley Beal, John Wall, break this up. It is not working in the slightest, man. I hate this. I hate this team so much. Well, we're getting- it's been years now, and John Wall's not getting any better. He just had a horrible injury, so that means it's going to take a long time to recover. He's not going to be the same when he comes back. Not even like he was that great to start with this season. He's been, you know, John Wall. Whatever that means. It's nothing <laughs> special. Like, maybe that means make it to the first round of the playoffs and then absolutely blow it in six games. Exactly. That is all it is. That's all it ever will be. This team is garbage. Um, that's it. Yeah, that <laughs> I'm really done is. with this team. I'm done talking about it. Yeah, I I mean we're gonna get to see even more what Bradley Beal can do as the leader of a team, and it, I don't think it's great. I mean I can look at the recent results for the Wizards, but I think the same. They gotta get rid of the players that are currently on this team. It's just not working out for them. They lost to the Cavs um, a week ago. They lost to the Hawks yesterday. These are teams that are tanking. I will take both of those wins, though. <laughs> Please. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, yeah, people are saying the John Wall era as we know it is over. Yeah, it should be. But the thing is, he's still signed. Like I know. They're terrible. Like, <laughs> it just further proves this. I don't know. This is crazy. Uh, feel bad for them, but they're in the Atlantic division with the Knicks and the Nets, so we'll take whatever we can get, especially considering the other two teams are the Celtics and the Raptors. So, uh we need, we, need a, we need a team to be at the bottom instead of the Knicks and Nets. Um, we've got 15 minutes left. I, that's my first victory of the new year. Or, yeah, well So, deserved. yeah, very very happy about that. But it was a high-scoring game, unlike the Super Bowl. Um, in fact, kind of comparable scores. I put up just as many points as the Rams did. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we've got 15 minutes to talk about. Well, maybe let's do some more NBA talk real fast. Well, real quick, it is officially halftime. Okay. BC is up 30 to 28. Sweet. So I feel like we're a second half team too. So that's kind of uh, cool. Yeah, actually, like, usually we never have that lead going into the half. What what I've seen from Boston College basketball is we can't dissect a zone defense. I wonder if for some reason Coach K put out a man uh, man defense. Either that or we figured it out <laughs> against the best team in the nation. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I wish we were I mean, watching. Stephon Mitchell and Kai Bowman both have six rebounds each. 
That's awesome. With Zion out there. So, like, let me see Zion's comparison. All right, Zion has 10, which is, like, Jeez. that's fair. But he that's kind of what I expected. Nine points, like, nine points, and Nick Popovich has eight. So, like, I don't know. I guess the big men are keeping up with each other. But then, meanwhile, Dan texts us saying Popovich sucks right now. Like, who knows? Dan, I, Dan. Yeah. So, he's not a stats guy, apparently. He's, he's watching the performance. Um... <laughs> Okay, yeah, let's talk the NBA real quick. I know we're going to finish with two weeks' worth of Bachelor recap. That's true. Um, Big Bachelor recap. Yeah. Uh, and real quick, I'm, I'm a big fan of, because I, I, actually, here's here's a topic that we haven't touched on yet, and I almost took a quote from, mm. is Dave Portnoy, president of uh, Barcelona Sports, getting arrested at the Super Bowl because he went after being banned by Roger Goodell. Mm. And he still went. And so there's one side of the argument where he's on Fox News saying, why am I banned from a place of public uh, accommodation? And on the other hand, he knew exactly what he was doing, and he kind of did it for publicity, in my opinion. Well, what do you think? I Personally, like, there's a lot within Barstool that I like. I think that it is the direction that sports should go because a lot of times, like, ESPN is not that quality anymore. No. We're all just forced to worship and watch it because it's all that's really available. Yeah. So that's why things like podcasts like us are so important because they branch out and give you different takes and real honest takes. ESPN is so biased, and you can watch literally all day LeBron highlights, and it's never going to not show you anything different. But really, like, I... My ideal situation is for Barstool to start their own TV channel. And, I mean, I know part of my take had tried making a deal with ESPN, and that didn't work out because they're a little too edgy for that clean-cut Disney vibe. But, no, like, the majority of people watching sports are 16, uh, maybe 14 to 28-year-olds. And that is Barstool's key audience. Like, to make a channel for that is literally the smartest thing. But then again... Not necessarily that many people are watching live TV and are instead listening to podcasts, which Barstool kind of has the market on. So yeah. I guess they're doing well. Now, anyway, what do you think about the actual like I, event at the Super Bowl? Like, I think I think that's kind of why I started talking about that. Yeah. I think Barstool gets a little too much hate. I think there are some groups within it that deserve it, and it's kind of you know lame frat boy talk a lot of the time yeah but really there is high quality shows on there yeah and i think that they do get way way too much hate in the public eye and 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 from major sports corporations like the nfl and roger goodell they should not have been banned they deserve the press passes is i mean if they ask a stupid question it's on them but in all honesty like they're gonna keep it light and fun and gonna give the people what they want from an interview so like it needs to still be present Mm -hmm. and you know it's the same thing that Trump does with CNN. Like, you can't really just confine your news to just what people want to hear. It needs to be all the sources. Yeah. So I really think that he should have been let in in the first place. PMT or PFT was also there, and I love PFT. So I just think that they should have been allowed. Then again, I do think it was fully, fully for publicity because he knew exactly what he was getting into there. So that's all. All right, on my side, um, first... I totally agree with you. There's some amazing shows, and we always shout out part of my take, but also Starting Nine. I love Starting Nine. Starting well. Nine's cool. Um, they had, I, I'm not too much into There's, the rest of them. one I really like. Uh, while you think about that, the two people I really dislike, though, are Portnoy, the Prez, El yeah. Prez. I'm okay me. with Portnoy. Like, he's like just, him. like, okay to me. Don't like him. Uh, and I hate KFC. Like, despise the guy. He's, he's so... 
he's just a ball of hate who uh, goes after Yankee fans, goes after everybody, and just he himself is not the best person. I really don't like him, but I am somewhat a fan of the show. Because he's funny. I mean, yeah. It's, it's not even that he's funny. Like, I just like what they talk about. Because okay. it's like... It is stuff very relatable. Sure. But that's about it. Like, I don't like him. He himself is just not yeah, a good guy. He's, he's uh, the worst. So I don't like him. However, part of my take is probably the second best sports podcast out. That's an ongoing joke that we yeah, have. That we we yeah. are the best. It's not yeah. even a joke. It's fact. No, it's, yeah. We are the best sports podcast out there. And part of my take is definitely second best to us because they have literally the best guests, the best interviews. They get the best out of their guests. It's a lot of what I mirror our, our show off of. For sure. It, it really is just a quality show. Yeah, I so mean, plug for part of my team. Uh, as usual, I feel like it's like the fifth yeah. plug we've made just this this year. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I just back to the actual him getting arrested. It's just you gotta definitely publish. He knew what he was doing, and then just like trying to put it back on the NFL. I think I think to to an extent, Goodell is also at fault because he also should have seen this coming. Banning him and you know arresting him after the fact was clearly going to get more negative publicity for the NFL, even after the terrible commercials and the terrible halftime show and the terrible game. This was the worst Super Bowl for a number of reasons for the so NFL. so bad. It's yeah. terrible. So, I read that it was down, viewership was down 5% from last year. Which is a big number. Which, I mean, if you're someone who doesn't really care about football and instead of going out to a Super Bowl party or having nothing on so you decide to watch it for the, even just the commercials... Like, you have Netflix streaming thousands of shows now. Like, why even bother? Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, there were parts of that game where, like, maybe I would have rather watched a bit of Netflix. Because, like, it was not good. Yeah. Um, one more thing before we get into the basketball talk. We went to the Beanpot game yesterday. Oh, that's And uh, BC won. And we're going to the finals against Northeastern, who is who, who are ranked. Um, that was fun. It was our first real taste of a victory for BC hockey uh, that I've seen live. And I, I, it was an awesome atmosphere at the TD Garden. My first time being there. Uh, what did you think of it? I loved it. That was really cool. I mean, we had initially started up pretty high up, but then worked our way down to literally right behind the net. We were like five or six hours yeah. back. So that was awesome. I had been there before earlier this year to see Drake. Um, speaking of that concert, uh, Daniel and I, we got pointed at by Jason Tatum. So <laughs> that was awesome. That was very cool. We got a little recognition. He'll eventually be on the podcast. Hopefully. Just yeah. Um, but... Yeah, TD Garden was really cool. The hockey game was awesome. It came down literally to the last couple of seconds because yeah. there were we were up one, but there were a lot of attempts on our goal. But we pulled it out, so I'm really excited for the championship next week. Yeah, we will not be able to sit six rows behind the goal for that. <laughs> They'll yeah. be sold out compared to this past game. But, yeah, uh, two weeks' worth of uh, basketball well, talk. First of all, I'm drawing a blank on what happened two weeks ago. I'm trying to remember that shit. It's been a while. Um, I think there was some beef between... Oh, man. Somebody left, I think. Uh, Caitlin got sent home? Or is that three weeks ago now? Caitlin. She, like, had a maybe, really bad... Maybe that was two weeks ago. I don't know. I don't... Do you want to just hit on last week? I can do last... This, yeah. this past week. I know so, you, you took notes during the show. Well, to, I mean, uh, not, not during it, but okay. I, these are my reflection points. Well, please... So, first of all, we got... Hit with the cliffhanger of Nicole Onyeka beef. And they're both going home. I So that's what I initially think is either they're both going home or all the shock stuff going on at the end um, is just that Colin ends the night early and then decides upon it another day. But because of the setup of it, I think they're both going home. I really, first of all, 
Anika started it. She didn't have to say anything. She was incorrect in saying She doesn't it. understand what a rumor is. Yeah. <laughs> and for Elise to even say anything in the first place was whack on her part because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into her later. But I just, I don't know. And then when he talked to Nicole, you can tell he's really just not feeling Nicole. No. Like, I, I personally like Nicole, but he's just not feeling it at all. So at this point, why have two girls fighting? You have literally so many better girls. Kick them both. If he does, for some reason, keep them around mm-hmm. for drama, you could maybe, maybe see a two-on-one happening, but I really, really am dead set on the two-on-one being between the two pageant girls. Yeah. I think that is going to happen, and I think he's going to pick Kaylin well, over Hannah B. I think so, too, but then Hannah B got a rose Yeah, at already. the same time, Hannah B had a great week. Well, she's minus really, the worm eating stuff. Yeah, but she's really bouncing back. Like she's okay. re- She had a real awkward time, and now she's just out there going in for everything and really trying her best, putting her best self forward. Oh, she's she, committing. She, okay. had a, she had a very awkward date the first time, but this time around when she pulled them aside and it was them, she was very genuine, very sweet. She and still seems a bit awkward. Like She stumbles on words. But, but it was a lot better and she's definitely trying. Yeah. So I think that's going to be the setup and I can't wait because to see the two pageant girls where there is history and there was a clear cut first and second place last time, there will be this time too. And I think it's all heading towards that. Now, what I think is funny um, is that, because this is the first season I've ever watched, um, and Colton's a very, uh, I don't know, uh, sensitive bachelor where he can't, he struggles with the drama. He, um, I'm waiting for him to hop the fence. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, well, that's going to be amazing. But he gets, like, destroyed whenever... Um, I don't know. Whenever like beef is presented to him, and he's like, "This is gonna tear me apart." This is what I was worried about. People well, aren't committing to me. Like when Elise left. The thing that you need to understand is a lot of times with the bachelors, there's someone who has been hurt on the show before, and Colton. We know he's a virgin still. He. They talk about that yeah, so much. Yeah, on Becca's season on the of the Bachelorette, he was the third, or no, he was the fourth guy. That means he got sent home right before Fantasy Suites. He was all in on this. He was ready to not be a virgin anymore, and he got sent home. And that was crushing because he absolutely loved the girl. And it, watching that season, it did feel like there were true feelings there. Besides that, he then goes on Bachelor in Paradise, gets torn apart by, I always forget her name, whatever her name is. Um, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank right now. But she was basically dead set on the fact, she was friends with Becca, and dead set on the fact that they should be together, that they, the whole bachelor coming in between was was wrong and that, you know, now they have their chance. And, you know, he, I don't think he wanted that either. And he was torn between so many different relationships on there. So, again, Colton got hurt. Mm. Now it's in his hands. Right. And at the same time, he had Elise walk out on him already. He's having girls fight. And he can't handle it because he, at the end of the day, you don't want to get to the final rose. And it, it's happened before. There's been so much drama afterwards, after the show is even over. And the person you pick doesn't love you back after you've had your choice of as all the girls that they've had. That sucks. Yeah. So it's understandable because he's been through everything. And this this is it for Colton on, in terms of this show. If he does not find it on this show, this season, it's done. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, um, but, but real quick, in terms of Elise, she absolutely choked. She bombed. I don't she know. She doesn't understand the point of the show. I <laughs> don't get why she was so upset. She started complaining about not having another solo date. But, like, there were so many people that have never had one. So, like, everything was fine. He was really into her. 
I think maybe it was something to do with like she, she was older, so she felt more, I don't know, threatened by some of the younger girls. But I, I felt like that was dumb. That was avoidable. Then I really want to touch upon Cassie. She had an amazing date. Colton is dead set on her. Right now, I'm going to guarantee that she is a top three just by the way he talks to her, the way he acts with her. It is completely different than any other girl. I was saying this earlier. You can basically count on the one he saves a special day for and is really true and on, honest with and is liked from the start. Mm-hmm. And Cassie has been my pick from night one. True. So yeah, I can attest to that. I, and I did that with Becca, too, on the previous season. So I think she is definitely in the final. And then you always the girl he takes out on the expensive date and treats. So Kaylin. So Kaylin is definitely going to be out. That there. was last week. So and I think then, that's something that we had to recap. Yeah. And then I'm going to throw in that my third pick is going to be Hannah G because she fits the full bachelor description. She's the yeah. sweet girl that really looks great with him, and they have a cute vibe together. I really think that's what it's going to be. Those are my top three. I'm locking right. them in now. Yeah. Also, uh, final yeah. thought. Heather, yeah. that was not her first kiss. No. After all the talk about her high school dating and college experience and even she after eight month relationship. eight month relationship and you never had a kid maybe she doesn't know what a relationship is she's Heather, been friends on the whole time maybe it was over the phone i don't know <laughs> but heather you she was way too pretty to not have a kiss a kiss just one kiss like literally like a couple inches over from her cheek like heather you lying out she's here. a liar you lying she's just like the uh, fake accent girl from a few weeks yeah, ago. yeah and I, th- I think heather will go somewhat far but that she will get sent home before anything too serious it was still somewhat awkward with her it was. Actually, in fact, that might have been more awkward than Hannah B. Nah, Hannah B was rough. It was just silence. It was literally just... Know. Yeah, She literally yeah, yeah. finished with the roll, roll time. time. You're that right. is awful. Mind, you're right. That's, a, right. that's enough for me to send you home. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, well, there's our full recap to get you caught up. Um, well, I was just asked by my aunt, don't get into the Bachelor talk until you put a spoiler alert out first. So next time, uh, we will... Uh, Alert you guys before we get into I missed the initial <laughs> 8 o'clock one. It's Tuesday night, 8 o'clock. It's 24 hours later. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. It's a good point. But you ha- you have to be caught up before you're tuning into senior I guess so. It's a new, uh, yeah, a new reason, I guess, or a new rule. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I got my first victory of the year, which is, of the calendar year, which is a great feeling. I, I kind of forgot what it was like to win, uh, especially with the Patriots stealing that glory this weekend. But yeah, uh, thank you so much, and look out for multiple episodes to come up on the Apple Podcasts app. We're going to get those produced and sent out as soon as we can. We've just been very busy with a lot, um, like Jack was saying about Sean, who, again, such a tragic thing, but we, uh, we've, we've been um, putting these last few episodes out for him, you know, and uh, we'll always... Have them in our hearts for sure. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and understanding that. And Jack, any, any parting words? Uh, no, that's it. I'm about to go watch some BC Duke basketball. Yeah. I think it's still Still halftime. Half so you guys have so. enough time to go tune into the second yep. half of the game now. All right, guys. All right. Love, love you guys. guys. See you. <laughs>